greetings to Star Trek Discovery Pod, a sometimes funny, trying to be smart podcast talking about all things new and classic Star Trek. I uh, get ready for some slap jazz. I'm your captain, Mariah Gossett. With me on the view screen, we have Clyde Haynes. Hey, don't haze me, bro. And like, you know, statistically going to die to touch it. Oh, no. Oh, no, Mariah. Uh, Episode three of Lower Decks in the Cradle of Vexila. Oh, no. Oh, no, Mariah. It's my wife. My Wiffy. I'll be right back. uh, You guys got it. it. I'll be right back. Uh, so hey everyone, uh, Mariah is in uh, my guest bedroom, and apparently my Wi-Fi isn't strong enough to get get her beamed in. That yeah, there we go. Let's look over the Star Trek thing. So I guess we're gonna like do some uh, Telluride jazzing. Are you back, Mariah? Yes. I think Good. I'm back. I think I'm back. I connected to the extension of the Wi-Fi. I think that helps. Okay. Okay, <laughs> we'll on. see. It's Whoa. we're stretching the imagination of the tech available to us this evening. As you, I you go out to the Delta Quadrant when you're when you're a podcaster and you get your setup just the way you want to just the way you and want you try and, and you do something travel. you travel you try and do it on location you try to do it from your friend's house your your mother's basement spare room you never know what's going to happen it's like hey i'm just here to talk about trek and i can't so you know yeah, but we're right. making it happen we are making it happen it i downgraded the quality of my camera um i might still lag a bit I don't know if my lips are matching what I'm saying, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, tonight we are talking In the Cradle of Vexion. Uh, this was directed by Brandon Williams, written by Ben Waller. Um, fun fact, this is the first script credit for Ben Waller, who has been a writer's assistant on Lower Decks since season one. Oh. Love shouting out writer's rooms, doing it correctly, moving people up. And this is also a directorial debut for Brandon Williams, who joined Lower Decks in season two as a storyboard artist. So look at that. Everyone's growing, yeah. Everyone's growing, growing and learning. It's like they're lieutenant junior grades now. You could say so. Our Lower Deckers are moving on up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do have a couple of reminders, though, before we dig into tonight's main event. Uh, Paul, where can people like share this podcast if they wanted to? Hey, uh, we are uh, hosted on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. All links are at StarTrekPod.co. And if you love our content and would like to support our 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 journey, uh, consider uh, donating two dollars to our Patreon at Patreon.com/StarTrekPod. Indeed. And uh, Clyde, if people are watching the live stream, how can they like uh, get in touch with us in this chat? Um, the ASL American Sign Language just but it will turn your camera. No, seriously. Uh, no, uh, if you are participating live, if you're watching us live on YouTube and you want to hang out and uh, participate live, share a comment. All we ask is that you type capital P, capital O, capital Z, capital pod in the chat. And we will take a look at your comment, your question, your thought. And in a moment, we will ask you for your overarching thought of the show. And all we need you to do is to type capital H, capital F, capital HF in the chat. Um, And we will take a look at your thoughts after we uh, read a few messages from the menagerie. Uh, And to answer uh, Nicole, uh, the reason why Mariah and I aren't like sharing the same mic in the same room is because 
we spontaneously like break out into duet and like that's not appropriate for this uh this medium right now it's true it can also cause some echoes and sharing a mic doesn't sound great we're thinking about our audio listeners as well we're trying to keep everyone in mind that's why we're in two separate places getting those clean audio feeds of each person And speaking of message from the menagerie, for you podcast-only listeners, um, it's a great way if you are a Patreon subscriber, then you can drop us a message uh, in our message of the menagerie on our Slack channel, uh, and we can read your your HF or your pod notes uh, right here on the show, even though you're not watching us live. Indeed. We appreciate everyone who hangs out with us uh, here on the pod. So I do think it might be time for us to get into, and I feel like I need to make some videos for our messages from the menagerie. But in the meantime, we'll just all count it down under some... Okay, while we gather our thoughts, here are some messages from the menagerie. Uh, Kuhn says, Hot Freak, I never... I'll never love hearing Alamarine, but only Lower Decks could find a way to make any part of Deep Space Nine move along home feel interesting. The fourth season is a hit so far. Karen, uh, my hot freak is that this was enjoyable and kind of middle of the road solid LDS. The third eps tend to be like this. It was also more of a standard Star Trek straight up episode while still being humorous. And Jack's into art. Who knew? Uh, His layers keep unfolding. Also very much appreciated a Twin Peaks homage. Uh, Home Chicky says, I'm a fan of the koala cameo. Liked how Boimler learned about delegation, leading versus doing, and then good weasel, nice weasel. Lols. All great observations. Clyde will BRB. He had to take a quick trip to the Delta Quadrant. So in the meantime, Paul. Smooth. smooth. What uh, was your hot freak? I think uh, I think it's a uh, I think someone said it like mill the road. Uh, good. Like you know, I have I have no real, uh, real criticism towards it. Like I mean, uh, I don't know if uh, I don't know like if there was any concept that was so new to me. Like it, it felt mm-hmm. it felt like it grabbed a lot of tropes that uh, we know and like like references and, and put them together in a very enjoyable way. Much like the cake I'm baking right now, <laughs> you know, the, the, the you know it's 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 going to be acceptable. And uh, perhaps forgettable, but like you know, at the time you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, uh, and that's why we. That's why we're going to like uh, phaser Clyde. You know, you know. Uh, oh, oh my God! I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Be nice to me. Uh, um, let's see what the chat has to say while Clyde collects his thoughts. Nicole says, "Pod, it was solid, but nothing worth writing home about." Um, we'll let some more come in, but Clyde, what did you? What's your hot freak of this episode? <laughs> You know, I had, I, I think after last week, I had big, big expectations. Like, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait. Like, I, you know, I, I got my routine and everything. Like, I was sitting down and was was really into it and then found myself yelling at this, at Boimler in particular and was just really annoyed. I thought the the idea of him trying to do everything by himself went on just a a bit too long and i I was just i i kind of want at the end when they pull it together and they're doing all great stuff i wanted more of that and less Mm -hmm. of the i'm gonna blow everybody up because i'm trying to do this my way 
so that I, that just didn't quite connect with me and you know freeman trying to do this on her own like it, it was definitely an episode about doing things on your own is a bad idea and we're going to spend way too long getting there but on the other hand i love the fact that this was a computer that was running a planet that wasn't evil like i kept waiting mm-hmm. for this like for them to reboot it and it just be the the demon computer and it wasn't and i was like that's a nice change of pace well, has there been a trend of that? Maybe <laughs> once or twice or sixteen times. times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay Truly, the that. nicest computer we've ever had uh, on Star Trek. I think in a long yeah. besides our ship's computers, you know, so kind, so and, considerate, and so considerate. Just, I'm so sorry. Like, did mm-hmm. I do that? Like, it was just wonderful. Like, it was a, a very pleasant computer. I would like to have tea sometime. With, with, with that, that computer. computer yeah oh i think um i think i'm uh with y'all this was you know i don't think i i will say this was re- very rewatchable because I, mm-hmm. I i don't know if it was because the first time i watched this episode it was at four o'clock in the morning and then i watched it at a much more normal time but i definitely laughed out loud and found a lot of layers of jokes like all lower decks episodes go there's definitely lots of humor there's lots of things i want to talk to y'all about um Again, the references on references. I think it's a really strong structure. I enjoyed watching Boimler kind of have to learn this lesson as someone who has in the past struggled to delegate tasks. I really identified with Boimler in this episode um, when you're just like, well, why would I show someone how to do this when I can do this and it's faster if I do this? But it's because then you can go do other things if you teach people how to go do these things and then you get more things done. You know, you all, we all know those things. We've had to learn these things the hard way. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> uh, but, but to, to go off that, like I would say the issue for me, and this goes off mm-hmm. of it applied is that it didn't escalate after that. Like, yeah. you know, like, so I it mean, just, Boimler died, but Boimler <laughs> didn't die messing up. Boimler died doing his job. Right. Right. So like it, it, what would really be funny if like, Oh, let me show you how to do it. And then he puts it in and goes, you do this and boom. And then he dies immediately after that, that would have been hilarious. And then, and then it would have, uh, it could go in a different direction. But like in this case here, like I think both storylines, all three storylines actually kind of are static. They don't evolve in a way that uh, I take it back. Maybe the, 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 on the board, on the ship episode where like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Oh, what about these, uh, what about these, uh, the hidden set of like, you know, Mm -hmm. isolinear chips, but like, they're all just like, I'm doing something. I'm making it worse. I'm doing something. I'm making it worse. But like, nothing new is really happening it's mm-hmm. just themselves making it worse anyway that's just my yeah. hot take yeah Break. so current in the chat says that he says i preferred this episode to the last one i'm just not as much of a moopsie fan and i gotta admit just reading the word moopsie made me giggle just a little bit like moopsie. it just just wow that was good that was good Oh, good, Maria. Well done. I'm that secretly was, was the really... voice of Moopsie. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I, I think there were a couple of things that were interesting to me. And Mariah, you mentioned this being a rewatchable episode. I think mm-hmm. so too, because to be honest with you, the overarching plot didn't move, right? And when I, and, and one of the ways I noticed that was, I fully expected us to get the, the death, you know, face ship. 
mm-hmm. um, and we didn't. Oh, yeah, there was true. there was there was no death face ship, and oh, right. and I was like, oh, okay, so this is just kind of well, an episode well, where actually, there's no did, did you watch all the way to the end credits? The, through the end credits, I did not. Well, I didn't either, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see a ship and I did let it roll for a while, but um, before it auto skipped, but uh, that would have been funny. Um, I did want to, I I mean, I think I agree, but it's like nice to have a little bit of spacing between these like just ship destructions. Right. So this does feel like an episode that could probably go anywhere in the season, I'm Mm -hmm. assuming, but it is nice to have it at the beginning to kind of see a little bit of this, like the it felt like the reminder of just because they've been um, promoted doesn't mean we're not going to make them still be lower, do lower decky things, you know? Mm -hmm. And even to the point where I thought it was interesting that Freeman is kind of also doing something that's below her, right? Like she doesn't need to go down and fix this computer, but she wants to. It feels like when, you know, there's those moments when Picard's on the away team and Picard probably shouldn't be on the away team. You know what I mean? But it'll be like, but I like archaeology, so I'm going to go down. <laughs> no, I hear you. You know, like, uh, I, I think I think for me, uh, to comment on Freeman, like, I felt like she needs this it's like unforced error, right? Like, it's right. such an unforced error. And I, like, I could see at least from Boimler's perspective where, like, it was set up like, hey, you know, people die and it's most likely going to die when you're in, in charge. Like, I can see how he can cause an unforced error there. Like, what causes mm-hmm. Freeman's unforced error? Like, I, I, can, I can, I have, I have a, an answer. I don't know if I like it, but like, you know, like what's my your, answer. What's your answer? Peanut hamper. Oh, no. No, <laughs> no the answer so, is... In, in, in fairness, I did expect this to be an evil computer teamed up with Peanut Hamper oh, sure. at about minute three. So I was like, I'm not I'm not going to be surprised when Peanut Hamper shows up. Yeah. Uh, I, the, the nice computer was very nice to Freeman, and, and Freeman mm-hmm. wanted to show off. That's what it seemed like. That's what I was getting. I was going to... Uh, eventually, I thought it was hysterical how many old pc computer references they packed into this Mm -hmm. episode about this computer the safe mode the finding the manual in the junk drawer like it it truly tickled me every time they managed to like like do y'all remember when we had to defrag computers on a regular basis no, I'm actually uh, like a Gen Z so I don't know what that means (laughs) well so but it's it's I guess my thought is you know, because technology has changed so much, I oh, there's a lot of people who may not get those references. That's what I wonder is like how, um, I, you know, I saw like some discourse on the Internet about how it's interesting to see some of the younger generation aren't quite as like fully computer literate as like mm-hmm. millennials. And it's because like we grew up having to learn each step of the tech. Like we had to defrag our computers. We had to like mm-hmm. learn how to connect to the internet and like all of these things. Also, you know, and I blame Apple a little bit for this is that technology today, I think, you know, it's having so a faster, like it, you, it's or faster, like, but also you, ex- the expectations are higher. Mm-hmm. Right. You pull an iPad out of its box, you it's just expect to it to work. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this is always going to work. Look, I, I, you know, 
I'm from a, a generation where when you you got a new shiny piece of software and you installed it, there's a 75% chance it was not going to work the way you want it to the first time out. And then you had to go read up and figure out, okay, well, how do I make this work? And so when when technology has a problem or an issue today, I'm like, oh, well, that was kind of expected. But I realize that like, you know, my tween at home gets really frustrated when things, when technology mm. doesn't do exactly what she expects it to do. I mean, Speaking it's, of it's technology, a, not, yeah. am I, am I Borg like? Nope. You're good. No, oh, okay. you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> there was but see, we're gonna, here's the, we're going to get Paul some new cables, <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, because of that, even in this podcast, when we've had issues, particularly with video, we all have the capability of, we're not surprised by that. We're like, oh, we'll just kind of figure it out. Um, because, you know, computers do weird things just mm-hmm. spontaneously. Yeah. Um, off of how old we all are, um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about the anomaly storage room. If you could throw in another object into the anomaly storage room, what would you have wanted to be in there? I, you know, it had to be the uh, the drug induced like glasses that you put over and you play the game, and then like, <laughs> those are always my favorite. The Ashley like, Judd uh, mind control glasses, not that yes. she, but she was in the episode. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I, I think like you know uh, that uh, what you call it, uh, ricin, uh, uh, like sex sex thingamajigger with the uh, uh the sex sex idol with the like like oh uh, the the rise idol yeah <laughs> but, but but the one with the like you know the 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 earth destroying like the, the the solar system destroying like you know uh secret uh, powers yeah <laughs> what about you mariah oh i i was trying to think of what i would want to put in there um I feel like maybe like a fragment of control or something just as like a little nod wow. to disco. Wow. Well, there you go. The, the disco to the end. Yes. Um, you, you, you know, you know, a frag fragment of uh, control is like, there's no such thing, right? It, it just I know. becomes. I know, <laughs> but maybe it's in a container of some That's kind. Right. There, there you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's in a, it's in a safety box. Um, you I just know, put you, on you mentioned that you, you mentioned that, that Mariah. And I would say it would be very cool to see um, lower decks have some just simple references in that room to disco, to strange new worlds, to even it'd be a little bit weird because of the timeline, but even like a Picard, like a a Picard flashback reference or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, Klingon time crystal. That's my answer. Oh, Klingon time crystal. That's a good, that's a good one. one. That's, that's, that's my answer. Um, I'm not a big fan of ferrets. I feel like I'm a Rutherford in this situation. Well, okay. Well, you know, I don't know uh, what well, y'all y'all thoughts are. I, at the risk of alienating our 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 audience, I get that there was a time when they were kind of cool, or we thought they were kind of cool, but I feel like it was like 15 minutes in the 90s, and mm-hmm. I just not. I'm just I'm not a, I'm not a huge ferret as a pet fan but i'm i i'll be honest you understand i'm a pretty traditional like pet guy right i'm not really an exotic pet guy 
Interesting. Yeah. They're, um, so like, I'm, I mean, power to people who have them. I just think they're stinky. <laughs> yeah. What about like, but like kindergarten cop? Do you remember the little, little, little ferret in kindergarten cop? You I know? don't, I don't think I've ever seen kindergarten cop. No. Well, it's about a cop who goes to kindergarten. I, 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 I gather. You have a tumor. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, let's see. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I like to think of myself as a exotic pet person but i don't actually have pets so like you know so that's but like like a, the idea of a capybara like one of the you know mm. south south american like <laughs> water rats i think that that's pretty cool like the uh, size of a, I do like, like the like, capybara song that's like capybara capybara i'm sorry i'm tired i've been up since 4 a.m <laughs> If you're listening to us on the pod, and this is your first time listening to so Star sorry. Trek Discovery Pod, <laughs> just keep in mind, most weeks, we're way more on track. But, so but if, but if you like what you're listening. hearing, if if you like what you're hearing, consider joining our uh, hot dog pod. <laughs> <laughs> and, hot dog chat. Yeah, hot dog chat, yes. that's right. Um, uh, I was going to try to get us back on track talking about um, so our 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 a plot is, you know, this um, planet that's run by this very sweet and nice computer. Our B plot is Mariner, Tendi and Rutherford having to do these ensign style tasks that they at first believe to be hazing. We find out the end is hazing, um, but they go above and beyond because they are good people, which I saw um, to remove a prank that they sort of put back on the um officer who was hazing them initially to scan all of the uh tiny tiny chips in that giant chips isolinear chips in that big matrix room um if you had to haze a new lieutenant what would you make them do haze a new lieutenant Uh, yeah i don't know i i you go you go clyde clean the holodeck yeah i mean that's pretty classic ensign work um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 you know, for whatever reason, that you know, the room with the nacelle next to the nacelle with the blinding red light, just <laughs> have to be in there for some reason. I, I think that'd be great without the the what you call it the the frosted glass. And so, just, yeah. but I, but I'm but I'm cold. I'm I feel like to having of... to clean the um the tank for uh um. Uh, the whales. Yeah, I was like sick. Sick. Uh, I'm losing words. It starts to see ops. <laughs> it's like whatever the scientific term is for those dolphin whales. Yes. Um. um cleaning their tank. Well, I, I was trying to think of like what are the tasks that they always have to do that happen real quick. Like I was thinking TNG. Jordy's always running some diagnostic for something. You know, or I mean. A classic task for a junior lieutenant has to involve them in a Jeffrey's tube for some reason, right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, the classic thing is to oh, there we go. Cetacean. Uh, I can't say it. <laughs> Cetacean. Cetacean ops. There you go. Cetacean. I don't. Cetacean. That st- doesn't sound right. I feel like I'm not pronouncing it correctly. I'm gonna have to look it up later. Um. Like you know, like when you hate someone, like a very common thing is to be very angry and have them fetch a a piece of equipment that doesn't exist. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, like in Game they of Thrones. They have to go like department to department asking it. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. So, so yeah, so, you know, so uh, like a dilithium recrystallizer or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there were some other things that made me really giggle in this episode. The, ah, uh, it is a volcano from Tallinn made me yeah. laugh out loud. Um, tell you right, slop jazz, uh, spit versus bristle flarps. It sounds wet. Um, truly, I would love to hear just the continuation of like them having to like improv that conversation continuously and all of the weird words that they would come up with. Um, I did want to ask you all if you thought so. I thought it was interesting when Talyn says that she's studied Boimler's logs and mission files. And to me, I was like, is this like a Vulcan way of flirting being like, oh, I've scrolled all your social media profiles. You know, I thought the same thing. I thought that that was her Vulcan way of saying, yeah, I'm definitely trying to slide in your DMs. Yeah, that's what it felt like, right? You know, like she was liking. You didn't get that, Paul? Uh, like you know, like uh, uh, not to say that I don't love Boimler, but like Talyn is probably too good for him. <gasps> yeah, I don't know about that, but I—I like, I mean, it's just like she was like, "Yo, I checked out your profile," and she complimented him, mm-hmm. right? Like, like for a Vulcan, like, an, like I like a Vulcan flirt. I mean, uh, she uh, basically took his hand and wrote her number girl. on it. You know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> <laughs> Gave him a wink and was like, "Call me, big guy." Like she was like, she was trying to holler. Uh, I, I, maybe I, I, I don't know. Like you know, it, it's one of those things. Like if you were, if you were the new Vulcan in town, is Bormler the person you go like, "Oh, yeah, you're the one." But if you're a Vulcan looking for somebody who is obsessive, compulsive about their work, and getting things done right. He's not a bad choice. I mean, the other thing is, like, we've now seen um, Boim's IRL and confirmed that Boim's does look like Jack Quaid. And I'm just saying, Jack Quaid's a pretty good-looking person. Well, and you got to remember, like, back on in his farm, like, all of Boimler, the women are Boimler has biz, y'all. <laughs> uh, like, Boimler's fine, but he's no George Kirk. <laughs> No, George Kirk. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like there might be some setups for vibes um, Vibes there. I did really like seeing Mariner, Tendi, and Rutherford as like a little trio this episode. Mm-hmm. I like when we get to break them up into different pairs. Sure. I really mm-hmm. liked last season when we got to see Tendi and Mariner go off on mm-hmm. some adventures yeah. together. And I'm really hoping we get that um, this season as well, just because I think there's such a fun dynamic of like almost the polar opposite of the same coin you know what i mean it's like the overly enthusiastic they're both very good at what they do and very smart and they're both very street smart which i think tendy got to kind of show off a bit here when she's the one who initially is like we're being hazed i know what this is like like on orion ships they used to do this all the time and then i really needed i i wish we got a quick flash of tendy having to blindfold sword fight or whatever she's knife fight (laughs) yeah yeah no um that would have been fun, but I, I'm excited to see more like badass Tendi moments this season. Mm-hmm. Tendi has has very like slowly become one of my favorite characters of of the crew. Like she's just I think her backstory is really rich and interesting. Like 
Mariner has this backstory where she's had all these adventures, Mm -hmm. but it feels like in the last season or so, they've moved away from Mariner and all these adventures, right? I feel like we used to talk about him. It's like, wow, she's done this and and stuff. And now it it feels like more of just a nod to the fact Mm -hmm. that she's got this experience and it hasn't become part of the story because originally those flashbacks were kind of interesting too. Like her's like, I'm not worried about these Klingons. And now it's like, we don't even really talk about it. Yeah, I think we got like so much in seasons one and two of some of those like prior to us knowing Mariner moments. Um, and I'm glad we're starting to hear more of Tendies. I hope we get and and we got a lot of Rutherford last season as well with the um with his implant and kind of seeing the history of those like erased memories. So it'll be and we've seen like Boimler's home with the grape farm where all of the ladies, you know, all the ladies are falling over for Boimler. So love Boims. the Boims got the Riz to quote. Hello, cool Boims. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I can be wrong. Which it's by the, the way, hair, a total just... slight side tangent. This past Uh-oh. weekend was the VMAs on uh, like the video music awards from MTV. Do you remember when they used to play music videos? Have videos? Like how do you have video music awards when you don't have videos. Oh, there's still music videos. They're just on YouTube and they're great. It's a really great music video renaissance right now, actually. But my point was they did a big tribute to the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Um, and so they had like Grandmaster Flash. They had all these people. But LL Cool J showed up. Truly, probably one of the better performances of the whole night. Wow. Well, don't it call it a great. comeback. He's been here for years. Yes, he has. <laughs> Um, nice, Paul. That was a good one. <laughs> I really, the only disappointment was I really wish he had sung My Hat is Like a Shark's Fin because I'm a big <laughs> Deep Blue Lucy fan. Sorry. I'm, I'm low key. I'm actually a massive LL Cool J fan. I don't like that to come out, but yes. And, That's uh, fine. Yes. I ran into him once in an airport in Germany and he was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, um, and this is hip hop talk with the Mariah <laughs> Um, it's this is what happens where we're, we're hopped up on Ketra Cell White, everyone. Like, you know, Ketra White, it's causing that really sloppy jazz. <laughs> tell you right, that jazz. stuff will mess you up, <laughs> mess you up, man. Um, I did love Rutherford's speed racer version of going through the entire game. I thought sure, those sure. were like a great way to do all some fun nods at DS9 episode. Um, and I also liked at the very end, we had the uh, Catan probe from Inner Light that hit the Betazoid gift box. And he's like, I miss my wife. <laughs> oh, wait, what, what, what was that reference? I think I might have missed that re- reference. Oh, it's from the episode Inner Light where there's like this uh, thing that beamed Picard yeah, yeah. into an alternate universe where he uh-huh. lived a separate life. Oh, that's right. Okay, a yeah, whole yeah. life. A whole life. Like, he was a grandfather. With, yeah, like, right, right. It's the flute one. It, it's the flute. The flute, flute. yes. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I didn't realize that what the, that's what the probe was. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That, that's so much more funny now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in the beta so it's like, I miss my wife. <laughs> that's hilarious. That, that, that's <laughs> So you, many. You, this is what I mean. Second watch, you see, yeah. like there's so many more. Yeah, I, I didn't you realize. Think that Picard would have more references to this life he he lived. You know, that is something well, to know, ponder. <laughs> Picard, like you know, he, he, you know, he's he's had two lives, and now he's a robot. Like I mean, like he, he's, he's had quite a few. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. Um. 
speaking of characters who get resurrected, Boimler does die at the end. Did you all actually think he was dead dead? No. I mean, I... I, I... Well, I, well, he did. He, he died. He did. He, he just got brought he back. He saw the koala. Yeah. I, I, I love the fact that the koala was there. Like, I'm a big fan of the koala. And I love, like, if y'all watch with the um, closed captions on, when the koala is making noises, it says, speaking koala. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like, it's the details, y'all. It's really the details that make me, make me giggle in this show. And then um, Boimler does go to the Twin Peaks Red Room, seemingly. <laughs> which is also a deep cut. <laughs> I didn't realize there was so much uh, Twin Peaks happening in Star Trek, but um, it, it, yeah, it's a good time. Um, yeah, and then we kind of end with they were being hazed. Um, I liked Cheapy brought up earlier. I was surprised by uh, Ransom being an art fan. I want to know more. Um, and I kind of liked that, um, you know, it took this whole episode was kind of about the need for teamwork, both as upper deckers and lower deckers to actually get the, the job done. Right. Is our, our end message. Sure. I guess so. I guess so. so. I, one thing that I thought was interesting is Dr. Tiana and or Tana. Mm-hmm. And it was like, just the fact that. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, it worked. <laughs> It's just like, give them whatever worked the first time. I, it's this change, and I think it's this, it's, it, it's different from the, what it was, particularly in the first two seasons, and maybe even last season. We're so used to the Doctor on mm-hmm. Star Trek being so good at what they do. So good that every Doctor on every, se- or on every series does something that then is in medical journals and they're they're like the they're one of the best doctors to ever be a doctor in the universe right and tiana's just like it worked like so kind of like surprised about everything that this is a different take like it's it's almost like she's the lower decks doctor yeah. Like the California class doctor. She's still resurrecting people, so you know, give it to her. She's resurrected. I mean, Shax is still around. She's done it multiple times at this point. Yeah, no, no. It's like it, I, I never considered that like Star Trek is basically a zombie show. It's zombie show, a metaphor of uh, the the parable of Christ. You know, all, right, all available to you in Star all, Trek. That's right. It, it all works. Get a little everything with your Trek. It's it's kind of like a despite the journey Hollywood film through the stars. You're, you're going to get everything. <laughs> uh uncharted uncharted territories um anything else about this particular episode um shout out to i love um oscar montoya who voiced the computer on the on the show this week um he is someone who's also on this show on stars called minx that's super fun um and uh and that was like a fun surprise i think i'm going to actually see him tomorrow so i'm gonna be like hey welcome to the star trek universe also way to be the only non-evil computer we've ever had on the show like ever yeah and ever. then he goes to you just so you know i am evil i would be i would love it <laughs> secrets spilled um yeah overall i i mean i enjoyed the episode i'm excited to get back to kind of our mystery box of the season um mm-hmm. and and see probably badgie is showing up at some point or some weird badgie whale situation with the ship um, have y'all had any other thoughts or predictions to what the weird spaceship is that's blowing up all these ships? Uh, 
I'm hoping it's a it's a new it's something new. Mm-hmm. Like I'm hoping that it's a throwback. I hope it's something old where you go like, aha. But then I, I just thought like just right now I go like, okay, so they destroyed a a Klingon ship, mm-hmm. a uh, Romulan ship, mm-hmm. and they, they destroyed something else yet? Or just not yet, ship? just those two. And so like, what? Who would want to destroy those ships? That, 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 that's my thought mm-hmm. process. Like, I, I maybe it's Khan. What does the con have against the Romulans? You know, all the Romulans do is like backstab each other. I don't know. So, so I guess that that's what it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what, like, why that was it just randomly like, like it'd be random. If it was like a packlet ship. Ooh, like you know, you know, like shiny ship. Ooh. I'm yeah. I'm done with the packlets. <laughs> yeah, I'm done Shippy with. She says, um, "I don't think that the people have been killed. They've been transported." That's interesting. Ooh, Chupi with the. Uh, Hot freaks. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, pretty soon we're gonna have a whole uh, segment of the show called Chupi's uh, Theories. Chupi Theories. In um, only the best way. Yes, of yeah. course. I love a good theory. It's a uh, part of one of my favorite parts of this uh, podcast is coming up with crazy theories. <laughs> for you what do I come up with some of the best crazy theories. I well, love like a good Lynn crazy and, 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 and Boimler. Yeah, calling it now. Corner pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, four credits. They know. That's right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, y'all. I think that is it for tonight. We will be back next week for another episode of Lower Decks coverage. Um, you can subscribe, rate, and review on Apple. Um, you can also rate the show on Spotify. Uh, visit StarTrekPod.co to find everywhere you can listen to the show, as well as the links to our Patreon, where you can leave us messages in the menagerie. I'm going to just check it one more time. Got them all for this week. Mm-hmm. We're excited to share from our listeners. So if you want to share with us, join that Patreon for just $2 an episode. Um, Clyde, where can people follow us on the internet? You can follow us at Star Trek Pod wherever you follow stuff. Yeah, do it at Star Trek. Thanks, Pod. Karen. We're we're gonna try to maybe get on Threads and figuring it out. Um, thank you all so much. We will see you all next time. Live long and prosper. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>